the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Integrity. Those of us in Chicago are aware of exactly how mafia Democrats rule over their constituents, corrupt financial institutions, and really turn a thriving city, a thriving county, into a hub of corruption and fraud. We are well aware of the dead people who have gotten voter ID cards in the mail. We also know how these Mafia communities like Mike Madigan's little district have municipal workers drive demented old people into booths and vote for them. We're all, we're all aware of this scams. So when we talk about voter fraud, we have a leg up in it. We're living in what it creates in the consequences and the repercussions of having a Democrat mafia run things. So to pretend that what the Democrats are doing on tour right now is anything other than promoting a system of fraud is an insult to anybody who grew up in our areas, who lives in the real world, and who witnesses the kind of corruption that is normal for the Democrat Mafia Party. End the story. So I don't browbeat it the way I hear national hosts do it, just like I don't browbeat the border. This is the goal of the Democrats. They're not, they could care less about these people. These are numbers to create their base, to become the, the, the willful slaves to a government. These are people who are fleeing other totalitarian countries, so they're used to that. They are their target audience. Whereas we, people who believe in Americanism and freedom, we love the people like the Cubans who are living through what communism really looks like, who come here and make the greatest Americans, as the former Soviets do, as anyone who lived under a real totalitarian Marxist regime. Those are the best American citizens, and we love them. But that's not what the Democrat mafia is interested in. They understand how to corrupt businesses how to infiltrate them with public money and become gods among men because that is what their goal has always been. They are the Marxists. They are the communists. They are the real Nazis and the socialists. They are the scourge and the enemy of American principles. End the story. So one party in this country is fighting for that takeover of America. That's why they use people against other people. They're playing a game that was perfected by very notable communists, and I have clips to prove it later in the show. But Misty Callahan worked diligently hard today. She listened to that doddering dimwit and his stammers with his creepy whisper and his diaper. She listened to it. 
she went through and caught, I, I think I count 11. I'm not going to make you go through 11, but there are some very important ones here to show that there is, once, this is the only time I've ever heard a Democrat use the word liberty. Now, not surprisingly, he's, losing, he's using it in the wrong fashion, and what he really means is servitude, but at least he was able to say it. We're going to face another test in 2022, a new wave of unprecedented voter suppression and raw and sustained election subversion. Now, they're claiming voter su- suppression in an election in 2020 that they admit was the highest voter turnout in existence. Now, I believe a great many of those people didn't vote the way that their vote was counted. But nonetheless, the greatest totals in any presidential election was 2020. Now, granted, some were very specific in some very specific key areas that were specifically geared towards winning Democrat, uh, uh, the Democrat nomin- uh, uh, nominee, hence Diapers Biden. So they were over- willing to overtake Wisconsin, um, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and some other key areas. So that that came in just in the nick of time. And it came in for Joe Biden. See, but what Joe Biden and the Democrats know is that came in because of voter boxes. It came in because of mail-in ballots. It came in because of fraud, and they won because of fraud. Now what they have to ensure is that they keep winning because of fraud. They need a system like Chicago, where it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what everybody knows. It doesn't matter the corruption or the failure or the open and notorious scandal that is Chicago. They want a system where it's one-party rule. And if this goes through, this kind of push for this Allowing voter fraud, we will never, ever have control of anything again. Because what they know is that they're only in control by four seats in the Congress. That's it. They have no mandate on anything. They're 50-50 in the Senate. They need Nooner Harris to vote their way constantly. And they're looking to pad that lead. We have to prepare now. As I said time and again, no matter what... You can never stop the American people from voting. They will decide. And the power must always be with the people. Even if they don't want to. Even if they don't want to. We have a system where names are on a voter roll. That's it. Names. They don't clean up the system. All of us have the stories. I have it in my family. My friend, his mother died the same year. She gets a voter card to the house he never sold every year. And so does the father. He's dead a little less. It's a joke what's going on. It's a joke. And they know that. And who, who really inhabits this world, this world of fraud? Is it the Republicans? Is it the Republican Party? Now, granted, the Republican Party of today isn't what the Republican Party of 35 or 45 years ago. That's for sure. But the party of fraud is the Democrat Party. Every plan they have, everything they're steeped in, is in giving power to government while taking it away from the citizens. They need that vote to happen, whether those people are real or fake, dead or alive, living in the district or not. It's irrelevant. So they tout these rules that have no way in which to audit the outcome. Everyone talks about the cases. Joe Biden goes on in this speech to talk as if he won legal challenges to the voter outcome. He didn't. That is a lie. It is a misrepresentation. Court systems like the kind in Cook County, the kind where an alderman so notable as a mobster walks around in a pinstripe suit with a $70,000 watch and jewelry and buys drinks for everybody at Tavern on Rush. His name is Fast Eddie Burke, and he's not fast anymore. 
He's an old crook who was only second to the real Don, Mike Madigan. And what's the penalty? Eddie Burke's wife is a Supreme Court justice in Illinois. How do you think cases go when they're brought against Democrats? The whole damn system is European corrupt, like Sicily. It's the same scam. It's an open and it's the worst kept secret in existence. So when these court challenges were brought to these Democrat mafia hubs in robes, they weren't listening. They didn't have standing. They refused to hear them. Those votes were not audited. Sorry, it didn't happen. A forensic audit of exactly the outcome is never going to happen because what happened in 2020 was that Democrats throughout the nation made it easy for the fraud to be voted. End of story. How do you pick up votes? You've got these communist little groups, the people of whatever they call it, the hammer and sickle is their logo. They go around old people homes and and, and crazy houses, and they pick up votes by the thousands, and they bring them to drop boxes that are not monitored and just stuff the ballots in there. Okay, fine. See, they don't want a legitimate legal vote. Otherwise, you know whose voting system they would mirror? Mexico's. Did you know in Mexico, you need an ID to vote, a voter ID with your picture on it. That is, you need other ID to guarantee that's you. That's how Mexico votes. But America doesn't vote like that because Mexico learned the hard way. So apparently what's going to have to happen is we're going to have to get that level of corruption where even the people, when they listen to a vice president, I did not play this clip. I know you've heard it on other shows. This was so outrageous to me. I didn't know if I didn't want to aggravate myself or you, but I'm going to do it right now. This is a sitting vice president. Now, granted, she is not qualified. And the only reason she's there is because she was an excellent mistress to Willie Brown. That's it. That's all Kamala Harris is qualified for, a lunch date. People are talking about potential compromises. Mm -hmm. Is agreeing to voter ID one of those compromises that you'd support? I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean because in some people's mind that means well you're going to have to um xerox or, or or photocopy your id to send it in to prove who you are who you are well there are a whole lot of people especially people who live in rural communities who don't there's no kinkos there's no office max near them people have to understand that when we're talking about voter id laws Be clear about who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. Now, if a Republican politician said this about a Republican, I don't care who it was, if it was Donald Trump himself or anybody else. Are you talking to me like I don't know how to prove who I am? You better do it from afar, because if it's person to person, I'll slap the taste out of your mouth. Are you insulting me or are you talking about my mother or are you talking about my cousin? Who do you think is that stupid and that incapable? That cannot prove who they are. Who exactly? But never, ever overestimate the character of a Democrat voter because they have none. None. All they want is more cheese, more welfare, and more something for nothing. And that's the base of this Democrat Party. So when she panders to these idiots, they nod like seals looking after a dead fish because all they want is that fish. They don't care what's coming out of the person's mouth with the whistle in it. So hear me clearly. There's an unfolding assault taking place in America today, an attempt to suppress and subvert the right to vote and fair. Now, that's what he said later in the speech. Earlier in the speech, you know what else he said? The reason Americans went to vote and the lengths they went to vote, to be able to vote this past election, were absolutely extraordinary. 
In fact, the fact that so many election officials across the country made it easier and safer for them to be able to vote in the middle of a pandemic is remarkable. As a result, in 2020, more people voted in America than ever, ever. But yet it is the same election where voter was suppressed. And here's the thing. If you voted for this piece of garbage, that makes sense to you. It makes sense to you. And you're nodding like a seal because you want something for nothing. You're so self-loathing. You want this government control and you'll agree with anything as long as that's the end game. And it reminds me of somebody else who came to this country and spoke lies in a very soft voice. And right now, you see the result of that, just about 90 miles off Florida. Dr. Castro, you traveled recently a lot through South America, Latin America. Do you find support for your ideas there? Of course. I I found a lot of support. Wonderful support. See, Castro had support, too, for his ideas. His ideas of entitlements, his ideas of free things. He had a lot of support. He conned a lot of people. He conned a lot of people right here in this country. And you know what happened to him? They voted for Joe Biden in 2020. 312-642-5600. I like down here, I, I, I got a heavy bag rigged in the corner. When I read this, when I realize exactly how we're losing this battle, when I listen to these idiots during the commercial break and go hit the heavy bag, it's really helpful. I'm going to work with the suits in uh, Chicago to see if we can get one up there. But I want to continue along this theory of exactly how this happened. But first... It's important to remember what kind of city we really do live in. It's a city that embodies not just the failure, not just the bankruptcy, but the corruption. It is outrageous to me, outrageous, that these so-called aldermen pranced around waving their power like it was an achievement, like they were real men. It was all I could do to sit there quietly at Tavern on Rush as I watched both these scoundrel, scoundrel, gangsters and their family members walk around like they had actually achieved something they invented something they created something they were a benefit to society rather than the 50 thieves they are in chicago don't worry nothing's going to happen mike on the north side hey buddy how you doing i'm all right a little tired of taking it mike but other than that, everything's good okay well listen um you got to hook me up with some vip tickets i'll pay for them i got a retired colonel that wants to come to the cigar night. I went online. They were all Is he a little bald out. colonel who used to reside, his family resides from Eastern European? This, no. Uh, descent? All right, because I know that one. US Go ahead. U.S. Colonel. Okay. He wants to show up. But I wanted to say, if you read Robert Cooley's book, he was the uh, Irish uh, I know full that- well who he is, and here's the problem. And I, I have read it years ago. Here's the problem with Robert Cooley. Had he not been a whore and cocaine addict, he would have won along to go along. He was on the inside track. And to think that he flipped with integrity is is to think that Sammy the Bull Gravano would have flipped if he didn't get caught. So you got to take a grain of salt with that. But go ahead. What he, what he said in his book, and he documented it, and he said, they want to sue me, I'll bring the proof to court. He said Burke and his wife rigged the murder trial and switched judges and helped defend a pedophile. 
Yeah, well, was he? I mean, look, I, I, I remember it, and I remember being appalled. But here's the other thing, Mike. The people should be appalled just on the face of exactly what reality is. I don't need to make that leap to that, ooh, are they corrupt? You know they're corrupt. You know they're corrupt. And they insulate themselves with protection of a corrupt legal system. End of story. But I do like the book. However, when I read it, I'm also disgusted at who Cooley was because I know I know who he was. And he was not a hero. He was a zero who figured out he could flip and save his own skin, which, hey, good for him. He put away scumbags, I guess. But nonetheless, he's one of those scumbags. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. We have a different way of looking at things here on the Sean Thompson Show. Let's go with Richard in Uptown. Hey, hey, Sean, just a bit of breaking news for you. Uh, been watching uh, WGN and WFLD, and uh, the conflict in Cuba must be over because neither is reporting on it. Do you know why? Because the Cuban police, as we speak, have taken back the streets, have killed countless people, have injured and put in prison hundreds, if not thousands more, because that's how communists rule. Do you know, Richard, how insulting it is? How insulting it is that our media is protecting the Cuban communists because ideologically they are aligned, and that is the truth. Ideologically, the American Pravda, which we call media, is aligned with a system that has killed millions of innocent people, has stolen property, that's their base, has ruled in a way in which everybody in the world should stand up against these communist countries. Instead, they fluff them. And it is sickening to me, Richard. And it's a very personal story. I don't know if, I, if you know this. Yeah. I grew up, my best friend in life was a Cuban. All right? Back in those days, in the mm-hmm. early 70s, not everybody uh, in Italian neighborhoods got the memo on exactly how terrible it was for the Cuban people. But I was lucky enough to. Thank you for the call, Richard. I was lucky enough to. In fact, his father, my friend, his father is like my father. They helped educate me in exactly the atrocities of Cuba. I went to Cuba in 2003, and I made him mad. And when I said, why are you mad? He said, because your money is how the communist regime stays in power. However, I went and I saw it for my own eyes. And you see how citizens are afraid of everything, including their neighbors. How the only way you get anything in Cuba is by turning in somebody who is working underneath the authoritarian approval of their government. How those people, it is a prison island. It is a beautiful island, but it is the example of iron-fisted, murderous communism. And it is something that any all countries around the world should have stood up and squashed immediately. As the Castro brothers have done everything from murder and mayhem to drug peddling to everything evil in this world they've done to people innocent people there are no judges in cuba there are no lawyers in cuba if you do something you get dragged away if you're lucky your family sees you decades later and we let it exist 90 miles off our shore as we send troops all around the world to protect natural resources it's a disgrace what's happening here and now you're watching our media promote it it's a disgrace 312-642-5600 i'll be back Best music. When you go there, the appreciation you have for this country and for freedom 
is the only way, I guess, I think that Americans can, can get it anymore. I don't think they appreciate it, which is why they're willing to give it away, vote it away. And I remember watching during the um, Biden run for president, right in River Forest, he had a campaign headquarters, and they had a picture of Shea Gravera on the wall, as he had in many of his campaign headquarters. And I thought to myself, how stupid are Americans that they celebrate a murderer? A murderer. Shea Gravera killed thousands of innocent Cubans, walked on the beach and slaughtered unarmed innocents. But that's what Marxism and communism and socialism leads to. Sometimes it even starts out that way. That's what it is. And you're seeing the ramifications of it. And our media has an opportunity to report and save lives. And what do they do? They pander because they share the philosophy. They are communists and Marxists and socialists and collectivists. They think you're too stupid for your freedom. They have contempt for humanity itself. The problem is we're down to about 20% of Americans that don't. And I'll never forget watching the tapes of this scum in New York, a lawyer, (laughs) go figure, Fidel Castro, as he conned not only Americans, but so many kids into believing this philosophy of of iron-fisted tyranny in the name of rights. He sounds like AOC here. It admired me very much because it was more than that we believe to find. And like in Canada, we find support too in the public opinion. Thousands of people took hands with me in Canada. Many people are very nice people. We feel that they very much sympathies with the people of Canada. Like with the people of the United States. The other people is United States, nice people too. But us, we have no difficulty with Canada. You mean you have difficulty with the American uh, Congress? Yes, yes, with some political politicians of the United States. Some politicians, but he found love here. Doesn't he sound so dem- so demure, so soft, and he's wondering, he sounds so great, and he goes on to speak of rights. You're listening to the voice of the devil himself, and that's how they killed hundreds of thousands, and they'll kill more, and they killed more today, whether the American Pravda wants to report on it or not. It's despicable and disgusting. Megan Oak Park, Orland Park, excuse me. Orland Park. Hi, Sean. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I wanted to let you know that I'm new to listening to AM560. I've been listening for about six months now, and I pretty much listen to, like, Dan and Amy and then throughout the entire day. But I really look forward to listening to you, Sean. It's because of your passion. You're so passionate about what you're talking about. And, like, um, about a week ago, you were talking about wanting to get your wife's family out of the city. Yeah, I'm trying to get um, my father-in-law and mother-in-law to relocate. It's not easy, you know. Yeah. But we're trying. I mean, your passion is just incredible. Oh, Megan, thank you so uh, much. And I wanted to take your call because I want you to know, when you're listening to Dan Proft, I want you to think of him in that Pee Wee Herman suit, you know, the kind that the jacket's a little short. Because that's what he walks around okay. in. All right? So I want you to know it's some okay. inside information. Dan Proft wears a Pee Wee Herman suit, and I think he even sleeps in it. All right? Okay. One, one other thing. Um, yeah. You've enlightened me to the Republicans like John Boehner. Uh, I think, hey, all Republicans, great. Not so much. Yeah. So um, I'll continue. He lives down here, too. Hopefully one day I... 
he lives down here too. The only difference is he lives in a much better condo than I do, and he lives in a much better place. He drives around in a chauffeured, I believe it's a Bentley. It's either a, a Bentley or a car along that line. I can't remember. Uh, he drives around with Secret Service that's paid for by the people. And when he walks around, he acts like he actually did something in his life. He actually had a job rather than prostitute our government. Here's the good news, Megan. I have yet to see him in public, but keep your eye on the news when you do. I'm going to give him a nice little tongue lashing, point my finger at him, probably get dragged off by security. But to me, that's a win-win. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm going to tell you what, Megan. No problem. I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to give her one of the new V-neck T-shirts for the ladies. Um, Misty, do you mind putting her on hold and getting uh, her information? Thank you so much. Don and Carol Stream. Hey, my friend. Um, I've actually met you a couple times at your um, at your scar store, but uh, and I was driving home and I went to the store, so I had to step away for a little bit. But when you're talking about this uh, Boulder ID, what's, what's really makes me crazy is even in a rural, even if you're out in the middle of the sticks and you go to a, a, a whatever, a 7-Eleven or whatever, if you want to buy liquor, you want to buy cigarettes, you have to show ID. If you're if you're on public assistance, you have to show ID to get that. Don, why would so a everyone has political party vote for same-day registration? Same-day registration. So in other words, you go there, you don't have to say who you are. You could vote that day after you give them your name. Yeah. Now, that's because they want it to be able to be frauded. They're lobbying the countryside to legally fraud the voting system. Otherwise, what they should be arguing, this should be citizens, by the way, too. Citizens should be saying, look, I I want everybody that can legally vote to vote. After all, we're we're rolling off of an election where the most people in a presidential election ever voted. So obviously, people are voting. So let's do it so that I know that those people are voting are alive because what they don't want you to know is in these key districts that won states like Milwaukee, 99% yeah. of the votes cast were cast for Joe Biden. Yet, What's have 99% of those, have those votes been validated? Are those people alive? Are they voting there? That's all I want to know. You got the rolls. Here, yeah. what's the odds on, on the under over of when I'm taking off the rolls of Illinois voting? Something tells me that for the rest of my life, I'd be able to go to, in Illinois and vote. No one's going to say a word to me. Whereas in Florida, for me to vote in Florida, I have to show my driver's license. I have to show it to them. That's common sense. But yet, the Democrats, for the Democrat voter, that's too complicated. And you know, as I watch the news, as I look at what the mayhem is, they might be onto something. For the people that vote Democrat, it might be too complicated to reach in their wallet and identify their own name. There you go. Thanks, Don. I appreciate the call yeah. very much. This this Castro thing is is what we need to hang our hat on. Because this ideology that destroys Cuba, that has reporters present how wonderful the life is there rather than the prison island, this is what we need to defeat. Teresa, Northside. Hey, Sean. You know what I can't figure out is um, Americans who vote for living in a prison, because that's really what the Democrat Marxist party is. I mean, being told what to do, when to do it, why, you know, just check yourself into Rikers Island. I mean, why not do that? It's the same thing. Because freedom isn't work. for everybody, Teresa, because freedom has a downside. Freedom. Li- look at life. Life isn't for everybody. 
It has pitfalls. It has consequences. But yet listen to what the Democrat voter really is lobbying for a life without consequences. And that is the exact same thing that Fidel Castro lobbied for. Thank you, Teresa, for the call. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. 312-642-5600. The border wide open for a reason. It's intentional. Those people are to be useful to the American communists posing as Democrats. They need them on welfare. They need them on voter rolls. They are advocating for a system that is very easily corrupted and frauded because that's how they stay in power. The failures of politics is the greatest asset to the tyrant because they always can tinker with it and promise to fix it and make it better. And people with a low IQ refuse to hold them accountable for actually destroying it. That's why AOC is advocating for people who have never been an asset to this country to become more and more of a liability. ...tool to sign up today. That way you can get that money in your pocket and help us as we try to cut child poverty in half in the United States. So for anyone who has struggled to file online... You know what cuts up child poverty? Is when the father has a legitimate job, can afford to pay food, or the mother. That's what cuts child poverty. What cuts child poverty is when the climate of the economy is not expanding inflationary at record-setting numbers like it just did today, 5.4%, oil $76 a barrel. But that's okay. Democrats can afford it. It's no big deal. You voted for it. So now wear it, stupid. You and the never-Trumpers and the Lincoln Republican pedophiles and the rest of them. Wear it, because that's what you voted for. So they're not looking for constituents. They're looking for useful idiots to use against anybody who isn't in on the party. The Communist Party, the Hammer and Sickle Party. Uh, Right here where we are at, at the Ted Weiss Federal Building, and uh, where we are right now in the Financial District, we will be offering walk-in hours this Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And on Friday, out in Queens, you can go to the Urban Urban Upbound in Long Island. So when you walk in, do you need an ID? When you walk in, do you you need an ID? Do you have to show an ID to get welfare, or do you not even need to do that anymore? Because you don't need to pay taxes. You don't need to have any history in this country to get the $300 per kid or 260 if the kid's a certain age or whatever ticky-tick communism they want to implement and control and rule. And it's, it, it's extremely similar to exactly the kind of rights and positions that one Fidel Castro came to this country and sold. American people hope that a true democracy will emerge here in Cuba. We want to ask you about your personal plans and about what you hope for your country. As one who has spoken very eloquently about the civil rights that yes. must be guaranteed to the Cuban yes, people, right. how do I you explain? I will never be against any right. No right. This may think in politics. Very I am good. not communist at all. But I will never be against any right. What may I ask you? That's the trick. That's the grift. You have the right to eat. You have the right to housing. You have the right to health care. You have the right to education. You have the right to everything. Just ask a communist. It's the same system that not only took a beautiful, beautiful country and turned it into a prison island, but is going to destroy the only country built on freedom and liberty. And how do they do it? Just advocate for corruption, advocate for servitude. You'll, people will turn themselves into slaves if it looks cushy enough. They absolutely will. After all, you've got how much percent of the country hates their job, hates their life, and hates anybody who has more than them. 
It taps the most basic evil in humanity, greed. And that's the winning system. And it's working every time. Keith, Northwest Side. Hey, John, you're doing a great job, like always. Look, I just want to know when is the first person going to go to jail? When's the first person for, Dude. for any level of corruption? Dude, Mike when? Madigan's 80 years old. For 50 years, everybody knew he was a gangster. For 50. They let him build and insulate himself like a mafia don. You think he's going to go to jail? You think he's in, Here's the question, Keith. Is he even in the country? Or is he in his castle that he built in Ireland where he hid the money, when he used shill companies? You know the kind, like Joe Biden raised in dark money. They, they create these LLCs. You know, like Joe Biden did when he didn't want to pay taxes on the $10 million. They create an S-corp. They run the money through it. So when are they going to go to jail? When the people who vote for them demand they go to jail. That's the difference between a Democrat and a Republican. You hear me. I spend, what, 30 40% of the show bashing scum Republicans like Adam Kinzinger, Mitt Romney, John Boehner, and old lady face Mitch McConnell? You ever hear a Democrat do that? No. So they're not ever going to go to jail, Keith, especially when we have Democrat judges. You got an entire county. You got an entire county that the only judges that get elected are Democrats. You think they're going to turn in their mafia, Don? I don't think so, brother. Thanks for the call. I really appreciate it. George, Naperville, you got about 40 seconds, kid. Sean, I'll just always remember when I walked in your shop before the election, I said, do you think Trump has a chance? You said, yeah, I think he can win, but I'm worried about the fraud. And I will never forget that because you were prescient and you, you know your stuff. And I just wanted to tell you that. I'm the real Nostradamus. You know what it is? We live in these hubs. <laughs> you see where it is. You see where it's going. That's why when I talk about the money and when I talked about PPP loans and when I talked about what happens if we let them shut the economy down, it's not because I'm Nostradamus. It's because we all Well, thanks for all your good work. Oh, I appreciate it, George. Thank you very much. It was very nice. I'm glad somebody remembers that. I spent three months filling in for Steve Cortez, telling you how bad it would be if you let this idiot, this old man, this dementia patient, run anything. Let alone, I got my poor Misty Callahan cutting up cuts. She got 11 cuts. I can't listen to this dummy. She should know better than that, though. Because I can only take so much fraud. And when I'm going to listen to it, after all, I want it to be from the priest of communism. Fidel Castro, because what he came to our shores and spoke in English is exactly what the American Democrats spews today. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. There may be a small percentage of us left who believe in the Americanism and the American principles and the idea of the Enlightenment and America itself. But we are powerful, and we are not to be underestimated. And by the way, we've been underestimated for 245 years at least, if not longer. I would say longer. I uh, love our authors that can put this into a book and bring back that pride in the principle of what is America. Robert Curry is the author of Common Sense Nation, Unlocking the Forgotten Power of the American Idea. He also serves uh, on the board of directors at the Claremont Institute, and I know 
Robert. I have seen your stuff in The Federalist. How are you? I am fine. Thanks for having me on. I want to I want to thank you for writing this book. I really do. And uh, Oh gosh, I just love hearing you say that. Can I just say that I spent 15 years on that book and every minute of writing and every minute of thinking about it was um was a, was just a a joy. Uh hanging out with the founders and thinking about them is really uh it's just a it's it's an enormous privilege and a, and a pure delight. And now to steal one of your phrases, we have to find the truth in a post-truth world. How can we do that when, in so many ways, the so-called opposition to collectivism is spewing collectivist philosophies, and the Republican rebuttal to the collectivist takeover of America has been limp, if I'm generous? <laughs> it's, they, it's been pretty poor, hasn't it? Well, you know, we just have so much on our side, even though even though things would it looks like everything stacked against us. We have so much on our side. I mean, the founders' vision and the founders' design is surely the greatest human achievement in the history of the world. I mean, um, you know, two thousand years uh, history was pretty much of a mess, but but the founders did something completely on a different scale. And the problem with our uh, situation is that Americans have really forgotten their founders' idea. They don't really understand how the thing was designed to work. They're not doing that, their part in, in making it work right. And, um, and so it's naturally in the ditch. If, if um, it, all it's going to take, and it doesn't take every American, it's like you said, it just takes a, uh, enough Americans to recapture the, the American idea, the founders' idea, and and suddenly we'll stop creating problems for ourselves, and we'll start solving real problems. It'll it could happen very rapidly if a pe- if the American people could just refine themselves as the sovereign people that the founders intended them to be. All authoritarians throughout history, all fascists, all dictators, have to rewrite history in order to steal the future. They have to invoke an emotion, a hatred for the idea of freedom, of liberty, and they have to con, for lack of a better word, their people into submitting themselves into slavery. I see it happening at a pace that I'm very uncomfortable with. We live in a country, although the youngest in the world, also the richest and the most vibrant, and we are turning our back on the fundamental principles that made it that. How can we regain that? in the eyes of the youth, which is going to have to put up this fight. Boy, you are. I like talking to you. You seem to understand it, what's going on really well. Okay. I mean, I know you do. Thank but, you. Thank you. You know, uh, it, it's just a fact that if a country decides that its history is poison, it will. It uh, That's enough to be uh, for the country to commit suicide. So what's happened is um, we... And it's um, and the, the real victims are the young people. We uh, we who are older have abandoned them to this um, evil educational establishment, um, and and which has instead of educating them, has been indoctrinating them. Um, I just spent some time with some very bright young people, the brightest and uh, well intended, and I must say that um, that you have to see in talking with them and working with them how 
harmful their education has been. And these, of course, have had the best that education, you know, provides in America. Our educational institution has become an anti-American indoctrination camp. And um, ultimately, the solution has to be fixing that. But the beautiful thing is that, is that the American founding and the American idea is such a beautiful idea. It's so easy to love that even um, even kids who've been terribly miseducated can be brought around, and I'm, I speak from certainty on this, can be brought around relatively easy because, uh, you know, the truth has its thing on its side, and beauty has its thing on its side, and goodness has its thing on its side. And when you get truth, beauty, and goodness lined up in the way it, it, it was by the founders, it's pretty hard to resist if you if if you get a, a, even a glimpse of it. That's why the educational establishment works so hard to make sure that people don't. So it took thousands of years, literally, for a country to be born of the idea yeah. of nature of, of of nature and liberty itself. Yeah. We are now at a point, in my opinion, where so many of the people who should be fighting to restore that, due to the system you just articulately described, the education system, so many young people have uh, adopted this idea to willingly give it away. And listen, Robert, I sent my kids to private school. My wife and I worked hard. We sacrificed. We sent them to what we thought were the best private schools, and it happened there as well. Yes. Is the only answer to get it back what I wanted to do when my kids were little but didn't because of societal pressure is to homeschool or to get a small group of, of, of friends and neighbors together to teach their kids the true principles of not just America, but of life itself. Yes. So many people are willing to cast themselves into servitude. Yes. Yeah, it's it's just it's just it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing to say, but but to let your children into the hands of the education American educational system is to do them wrong. And and you know I have a friend here in um, in, in my area, he's done a fabulous job of organizing a uh, a school. He raises money and does all those things, and he's and. And he's carefully hired the people in that school. He has a real life, you know, and a, he's a lawyer with a real, real career. Thinks this, this running this school where kids are taught just exactly what you're talking about: reality, uh, the kinds of things that they should get in an education, love of America. He's making that happen, and um, and and there are those kinds of. There's a whole movement of those kinds of schools around. You know, uh, there's a welcome. There's a welcome out that Hillsdale College, you know, has has that program. There are these things, and it, and it can be done. As my friend has proved, it can be done just locally. You get a bunch of non-insane um, adults together and say, "We're going to take care of our kids this way." It, it can be done, and it has to be done because if you let them go to the regular schools, if you let them go to the university, you know, they're they they will be harmed. My my dear friend, I know this little his daughter. From the day she was born, beautiful child, wonderful person. I just, I mean, I mean, I adore her. She's wonderful, and and he sent her off to a college. He, he where he went to college, he thought he was doing a good thing, and she came back. Or he, he, and he couldn't believe the things, not only that she was saying to him, 
but the way she was speaking to him. Just a short time at what he thought was a good university had had handed him a problems young person mm-hmm. who had always been a most delightful child. I'm sure, you know, you never know about being a parent. You really don't until your kids no, turn out to be good or bad. Isn't it? But the one thing I'm proud of, Robert, when I would drop my kids off at that very expensive overpriced private school, right before they got out of the car, the last thing I said to them is, don't believe a word these idiots tell you. And it looks like it took, because uh, they don't believe anybody anything anybody says to them. So I'd rather have that than just uh, nodding their head, buying the misrepresentation of not just America and what it stands for, but of the founders themselves, the men who fought against all odds, the strongest military on the planet, uh, with 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 civilians, and somehow overtook them because they were fighting with the idea of principle in philosophy, the idea that no man is a slave and every man has a certain freedom. And this was something that the founders argued about to the to the level of it. I mean, isn't it right that we had founding fathers that despised each other because they were they disagreed on nuances of liberty and freedom? Can you believe we are at this point when politicians now are disagreeing with each other on the principles of communism? Well, let me just, let me, let me just say a little bit in the defense of the founders. They believed passionately in what they in, in what they um, in what they in what they were doing, and they didn't always agree. But 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 their their area of agreement was so great that it's really you have to look hard to pry out what that what that was about that they were that they were discussing you know the federalists and the anti-federalists both wanted a a a government that was strong enough but not too strong and um, you know and the federalists were worried that that that, that the federal government wasn't going to be strong enough and the anti-federalists were worried that it was too strong but do you see how much they had in common they were both concerned about the idea of of uh, overreaching government so that was a passionate argument but it was a convicted argument and those guys really loved each other now you take on federalist number 10 in your yes gosh you read my book (laughs) can you can you kind of take us through that a little bit for the audience well federalist 10 thank you for the question federalist 10 is is considered in in the 20th century to be the the kind of the quintessential um of the sort of main it's the most discussed of the federalist papers and um and, and and what what Madison does in that, when Madison wrote that particular paper, and what he what he did was he turned the wisdom of the ages upside down. The idea had been that only a small city could be self governing. You know, like Athens could be self governing, mm-hmm. or a little city could be. Athens. That was and had to have. It had to have an aristocracy that could hold things together, and it had to be small so everybody could, uh, you know, could uh, be in touch with each other. And Madison argued instead that the the American huge, really they called it an empire then, and they didn't mean an imperial, imperial thing. What they meant mm-hmm. was size. America was huge even when it was small, mm-hmm. and the, and and Madison argued that that was going to. That was going to be in the favor of liberty because, I mean, you can imagine – here's the argument. You can imagine a New York City today voting you know, to outlaw private ownership of cars or mm-hmm. you know, get rid of um, you know, uh, well, tax, that's coming. tax deduction yeah. Yeah. for churches. 
But if you um, but if you uh, extend the the republic to include you know the people in Texas, well, you aren't going to be able to get a federal law outlawing cars, and um, and you know the and uh, taking away the church tax exemption isn't going to work either. So he pointed out that it's harder to get together a totalitarian government when you have a more diverse country. It's a beautiful argument, by the way. Yeah. And right now, I think we're down to Florida. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, his name is Robert Curry. The book is Common Sense Nation, Unlocking the Forgotten Power of the American Idea. Robert, I want to thank you, not just for coming on my show, which I, I really would love to have you back. We, you know, these are short Please. segments. But I, I want to thank you. talking with you. I want to thank you for writing the book. It is an asset to America as you are, and it is truly a benefit to those people who are losing hope and losing faith. So I want to thank you personally for writing it. I love it, and I hope everybody goes out and buys it. Oh, God, I love you. i got to say that having the opportunity to write the book has been the greatest privilege in my life. I'm, I'm, uh, I am, I, I'm blessed. Robert, thank you so much. I look forward to having you back. Please. Have a great day. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Country exists on an idea. Size is irrelevant. It's an idea. An idea in which the kind of atrocities we're facing, the kind of corruption, the kind of bills that are passed, where politicians on the Republican side do not read the bill they vote on. As that child, Adam Kinzinger, was on Meet the Press Sunday, all I kept thinking about is, how many bills do you think this idiot actually read that he voted on? How many bills do you think he read in total? I'm going to tell you what, my answer is none. I don't think he read a damn bill. And that's why he so willingly subverts the principle of the office he holds. What's the percentage of Congress people that even understand what the idea of America is? The idea that somebody's needs can be used to take away our rights. That's communism. That's socialism. And who gets to make those choices? The most corrupt people among us. The ones who literally have to sell the power of government to stay in government. I was listening to the speech that Misty cut up. They rail in, in the voting uh, uh, to promote voter fraud. They rail about dark money. And they rail against it as if the Republicans against the, as if the Republicans were the, were the kings of dark money. Now, in their defense, Republicans raised 28.4 million. By Republicans, I mean Trump. 28.4 million came from shill companies and nonprofits, whatever, PACs, all that. 20, 28.4. Joe Biden was 145 million. He raised a billion and a half dollars from these companies that now are being underwritten by people who could never buy the stock in the companies. Goldman Sachs announced they are opening up an office, and JP Morgan are opening up an office in China. These are not the principles of what this country is founded on. It has been bastardized and corrupted, so much so that a politician of either party, but really it's specifically the communist sympathizers we call Democrats, can come out and tell non-citizens how to fraud 
the country. ...tool to sign up today. That way you can get that money in your pocket and help us as we try to cut child poverty in half in the United States. So for anyone who has struggled to file online, uh, right here where we are at, at the Ted Weiss Federal Building... and He's giving you instructions how to fraud the purse, the public purse. The debt, they don't know what the hell they're doing, these children. Children qualified to do nothing except a gin and tonic. It's ridiculous. And in the meantime, they've taken away the very principle that the country was built on. It's disgraceful. Vince, Crystal Lake... Uh, Sean, I was going to say uh, that was a great conversation between you and Mr. Curry. It's because of men like you that freedom's not going to die. Oh, I appreciate that, Vince. I really do. Thank you. And, you know, I love, you know, when I started doing this, my favorite part about doing this is we get to talk to people. I get to talk to people I would never really meet or get to talk to. I love that. And a guy like that, do yourself a, a favor, Vince. Just take a look at this guy's book. If you look at just the customer reviews on Amazon, you see what kind of a book it is. And um, there are other books out there, but we need to figure out how to come together as people who love freedom and liberty. The irony is, to a certain extent, we're hoisted by our own personality because we're not by nature party people, get-together people. We're by nature individuals. But in order for us to save individuality, we're going to have to come together. And books like this will help. Vince, I appreciate it because what I'm hoping is shows like this will help. So thank you very much, Vince. All right, when I get back, we're going to cover this, and I'm going to take more of your calls. I know I left you on hold a little bit. We still have a couple lines open, 312-642-5600. I will be back right after this. Good pull, Johnny. Crisis, emergency, poverty, equality, housing, food, transportation, education, job, Wi-Fi, climate. It's my favorite one. Climate is going to be my favorite one because these loathsome scumbags are going to front run government money to make millions. Sean Gaston, Illinois' own congressman, his father, Scumbag, de tutte scumbag, wrote a book in the late 90s predicting you couldn't go outside without a spacesuit by 2012. Came up with some phony baloney company, and I believe sold it. I don't know. Who could care less? I could care less how they make their pretend money. It's not real money, but it spends like real money. And the whole time, they're, they're virtuous. The virtuous eco-Nazi pretending to be a Democrat. You know what happened when they... Uh, Abandon their job, which, by the way, if I was the Texas governor, now you're all, all subject to a special election because you abandon your duty. Over with, you're out of a job. We'll have a special election. It'll take place in three months. You're all fired. You abandon your duty to the constituents, and you are absent without permission. I believe they called it AWOL. In the army. And uh, so these are private planes. Is there private a reason why you all flew together on charter planes instead of flying commercially? Uh, absolutely. Number one, you know, when you make when you break a quorum, you want to be successful. So I think everybody wants to see, you know, 51, 52, 55 Democrats on the same plane. That's reassuring. Number two, the stewardess doesn't because you guys are like no tipping, pippin. Not a dollar was spent to that lady. 
uh, you know, to, to get a, a flight out of town uh, at a time certain with, you know, getting everybody to come in from across the state, you need to fly privately. And as you can see from the picture, we're, we're talking about using the same kind of plane that the public uses every day. There's, there's no there's no yeah. fancy. Yeah, you guys get the call and have a plane on the runway and you leave when I get there. What I love about it is their constituents not only have butter hands and are good for nothing. They're so stupid that they cannot see what, what the reason they peddle this communism, this Marxism, this Nazism is because the politician becomes a god among man. Don't worry about that climate stuff. I fly private. I do what I want to do. You, as for you, peasants, now you're going to be restricted to driving 20 miles a day. And don't forget about the gas taxes, you know, the ones that we never pay because the public pays for our gas. It's despicable. It is disgusting. Steve in Glencoe. Hi, Steve. Yeah, thanks, Sean, for taking my call. So here's my question to you, Sean. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in all of life, they're kind of called decisional rules. And there are ways in which people decide what the rules of the game are. And it's usually based upon evidence, logic, science, right? So... Um, on the issue of global warming, virtually every climate scientist in every country on the planet has concluded that there is a climate crisis and it's man-made. Okay, Steve, Steve so hold on one second. It, Steve, I'm you, not going to hang up on you. Just do me a favor. Hang on one second. One second. And uh, there's almost more scientific consensus on the other side, where 19,000 scientists signed a petition against the Kyoto Protocol, where 400-plus scientists spoke out as skeptics on global warming in 2007, where uh, at least four dozen TV meteorologists have spoken out against global warming. Now, Steve, that's John Coleman, founder of the Weather Channel. But Stephen Glencoe, I'm sure you're right. Proceed. Thank you very much. I will repeat what I said. The consensus of respected scientists in virtually every country in the world mm -hmm. have concluded that this is for real. The ones okay? who get money from their so, conclusions? You mean the ones that you know, get you, money you, from their conclusions? Sean, Sean, you have no basis, in fact, to say that. Zero. <laughs> it is the fact. And, and rather, and rather, why, Sean, let me, let me Steve, what do you do for a living? I'm a lawyer. Go figure. Go figure. So go ahead, Steve, the Democrat lawyer voting for socialists in Glencoe. Go ahead. Proceed, Steve. Thank you. All right, Sean, you embarrass yourself. Yeah. Okay, if that's possible. Yeah. You embarrass yourself. Spit it out, okay. dummy, before I hang up on you. Look, you control the mic. You can hang up at any at any time you want. Just keep just, flexing you your have, ignorance. I don't think so, Sean. Yeah, goodbye, dummy. John Coleman, scientist, founder of the Weather Channel, longtime Chicago meteorologist, versus Steve, the Democrat lawyer who pretends to be a lawyer while voting for the abolishment of law. And uh, there's almost more scientific consensus on the other side, where 19,000 scientists signed a petition against the Kyoto Protocol, where 400-plus scientists spoke out as skeptics on global warming. See, but in John Coleman's world, those, those for sale scientific whores 
who sell their conclusions to the highest bidder in the name of turning themselves into gods among men, hence eco-Nazis. Remember what the Nazis were, Steve, don't you? National Socialist Worker Party. Kind of the same thing you vote for, Steve in Glencoe. The ultimate irony. Dave in Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. Uh, Steve in Glencoe should... Um, by the way, you hung up on me on Friday. I was going to give my... Um, my gonna, uh, I run a tight my... ship. If you're not relevant, Dave, I don't care how many times you call, you get hung up on, okay. so you're walking the wire now. Go. Okay. Uh, Steve in Glencoe should watch um, a documentary that uh, Jesse Ventura put out called uh, Conspiracy Theory. The episode is HARP, H-A-A-R-P. It's weather modification. No, Dave, we I'm have to help. pay for... We have to pay for these people. Steve when they modify the weather, we have to... Stephen Glencoe isn't going to watch anything that Jesse Ventura did. But you know what Stephen Glencoe will watch? What I've been promoting since I saw it. Planet of the Humans by Michael Moore. That's all you need to watch. And then maybe Steve in Glencoe, the lawyer who votes against law. Maybe Steve and the other morons who call themselves Democrats. will take a look at the idea of how in the world... You were able to virtually make illegal CO2, which is the fundamental building block of photosynthesis. It's what makes the world green. It's the best thing in the world. Yet these idiots want to lower it. 312-642-5600 when I get back. That's my guy right there. Me, James Brown. Herman Cain and Ralph from Rantoul are the only people that could pull off a six-button, double-breasted suit. Ralph, Rantoul. Ralph? I feel good, Sean. I feel good. Thank you. You sporting so, hey, You got the Sean. black one? You got the black six-button or the blue? I have them all. I know. Including plaid uh, and a couple that are leopard. Ralph, true story, I wear that out with my friends from the neighborhood. I'm all proud of myself. I got the jeans going, the white shirt, six-button suit. My buddy Buddha looks at me and calls me Captain Stubby. Now, I didn't know whether I wanted to laugh or cry, but go ahead. Hey, you know, um, I'm always curious. Uh, lawyers are usually pretty proud that they're lawyers, okay? <laughs> Ask him what his undergrad degree was, because I bet you he stayed so far away from science so he could actually have a GPA to get into law school. You know what, um, I have, I have so contempt for a, mo- a lot of lawyers, Ralph. I have contempt for a lot of lawyers. Yeah, yeah. So because they the vote Democrat, consen- anti-law. Go ahead. <laughs> well, here's the thing about consensus, right? Um, I, I've had a lot of science in my background, you know, things like physical chemistry, organic chemistry, all the fun stuff, calculus, mm-hmm. right? So science isn't about consensus. I don't care if you get eight scientists in a room and they all agree that gravity is fake. It's a figment of our imagination. Ask those eight scientists to go jump off the roof, all right? Let's see if uh, what they think after that experiment. It's really about proving the theory, all right? So Theories are only theories until they're proven. The problem with this climate stuff is, you know, the earth gets hotter, the earth gets colder. And if you've been through the four seasons in Chicago, you kind of understand that. The real question is, do you really think man is changing the earth? And I think that's where the control aspect comes in. These people, their faith, their religion 
is that people are deterministic in making the planet change. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I suppose if you got out and waved your hands and everybody got... Oh, I think we lost Ralph. I think we lost Ralph. Sorry, Ralph, bad connection. But I'll tell you why I like scientists like that. I like climate scientists because they remind me of strippers without cleavage. For enough money, not only can I get a lap dance, I can get them to say what I want them to say. It's wonderful. Let's not be so negative on scientists that are whores for sale. Nothing wrong with it. You pay them, and look, they're diverting trillions into a scam. Lee and Hammond. Hey, Sean. Hey, you know, I remember Carl Sagan one time said, Extraordinary claims require extraordinary proof. And we've gone from that to an era where these, these political hacks are telling you that if you question anything they tell you, you're some kind of a white insurrectionist or something. You know? That's the term eco-Nazi. And, and as far as I'm concerned, if you really start want to look at the evidence, there's a lot more evidence that this is just another scam to actually take total control of your life. That's what they're after. They want total... It's, it's so, like you say, socialism. It's total control of your life. And they're and trying we, to browbeat the American public into accepting it. That's all this scam is. We've got 70 years of proof. It's called our reality. They've been making these predictions for 70 years. They're absolutely right. and totally wrong. And, and yet, if, here if are the Democrats the records, who want the welfare. They'll nod their head. Thanks for the call. I want to get in before we get everybody. Let's go to Marie in Kenosha. Hi, Sean. I just wanted to call and say that that um, Democrat voting lawyer was totally wrong when he said you were making a fool of yourself. Oh, you, you were right that he was. <laughs> Marie, I'll take your opinion over some lawyer who will argue anything I want him to for enough money to send his wife and his girlfriend on separate vacations. I can get Steve to say anything. He's one of my favorite kind of people. I love lawyers because for the right amount of money, they'll argue both sides of the same argument. We're just lucky if he doesn't get elected. Thank you, Marie. I appreciate it. Democrats. Mark, Libertyville. Hey, Sean, I'm still laughing here. I got to look good and make the comment. That Thank one you. got me. I look fantastic, anyway, in case you're wondering. Go to, ahead. To our buddy Steve in, in Glencoe, it, it's all these uh, these scientists that there's a consensus. Yeah. You know what, Sean? I take these guys a lot more seriously, especially this joke in Glencoe that's probably living in a house that uh, – is much larger than he needs. Yeah. He, he loves the, the Chicago floor. Democrat, but he can't get the hell to Glencoe fast enough. Why doesn't he live in Hyde yeah, Park? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. So here, here's my comment that, you know what, to all these, these, these scientists and, and, and Steve, you know what, I'm not big on what people say. I'm much actually going to get my attention much quicker if I actually see them walking the walk. And when Steve starts turning the lights off in his home or turning the heat off, yeah. Or how about you know, just stopping flying? How about just stop flying private to uh, the Virgin Islands or wherever the hell Steve sends his family when his girlfriend goes the other direction? Thank you very much, Mark. I so appreciate it. I love a Mercedes Marxist. I love a lawyer that votes for anti-law policies. You got to love a Chicago Democrat who can't get the hell out of the city fast enough. I'll be back in 22 hours. Believe in shooting stars, but she believe in shoes.